Welcome to Saving the Game. This is episode 13, Gluttony, part 3 of our Virtues and Vices series, recorded January 24th, 2013, with your hosts Grant, Peter, and Brandon. Welcome to Saving the Game. I'm Grant. I'm Peter. And I'm always going last, otherwise known as Brandon. Yeah. I got nothing to say to that. I mean, you you go last all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, you joined last. I mean, you know. <laughs> That's right. I know. I just thought I'd point it out right now. Grant thought it up. He he roped me into this, and then we added you later, so we kind of go in order of, you know. I'm not complaining. I just thought it was funny. I'm just hoping yeah, this doesn't enough. turn into, like, the prisoner. Who is number one? You know. <laughs> I'm Spartacus. I am not a number. I am a free man. I am a free podcaster. Uh, speaking of I am not a number, I saw Les Miserables. Really? Yes. How is it? I enjoyed it a whole heck of a lot. Good. Uh, especially because, like, I understand why it got uh, a whole bunch of different what's it called, uh, nods for the Oscars, especially Best Makeup, because you feel the places that they're in mm-hmm. a lot of times by how people are made up. And uh, uh, yeah, when the Oscars came out, a whole bunch of my friends got really, really, really complaining about certain things not winning the Oscar. And I'm like, look, it's obvious that it's, you know, Tom Hanks with a bad beard and a bad wig again. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have actually been kind of afraid to see Les Mis in uh, the movie because I enjoy the stage play so much, uh, and I've, I've seen that you know, that musical done uh, a couple of times, and it's amazing, and I kind of don't want to ruin that experience, if that makes any sense. Also, well, I'm a see, cheapskate. Well, I don't want to rule, or what I don't want to ruin, rather, is the... I don't want to rule. Let me, let, me start rule that, let me start that again, and we can cut that... Oh, you think it's going to get cut. Uh, (laughs) Keep it in. Okay, what I would rather not ruin is the Liam Neeson, Jeffrey Rush, Claire Danes version of it without any singing. Mm -hmm. That was just a really good, powerful story. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, I just... Musical. Yes, I'm a Philistine, but I just... That was such an amazing movie, and without the musical level of abstraction, I think it... I don't know. The the scene of uh, Valjean's redemption at the very beginning in particular was mm-hmm. really powerfully done. And All I gotta say is the redemption of Jean Valjean in this one is also very, very powerful. Like, I did not know who the heck it was. As, as much as I've like, got on other movies for having bad beards and makeups, like, I didn't know who the heck that was. Until, like, he got a little bit cleaned up, and then I'm like, oh, I recognize this guy. Hmm. Hmm. Cool. So, what have you guys been doing in these past couple weeks? Um, working. Test <laughs> all the software? <laughs> yes, test all of it. Uh, over and over again. Uh, which, for those who don't read show notes or anything for the last episode, that's why I wasn't on that episode and why it was a little bit late. I, uh was working 14 hours a day, seven days a week, um, for about a week and a half there. It's just kind of nuts. And for those of you who don't read show notes, shame on you, 
Peter used to work really, really hard to do them. Yeah, and Peter's going to get caught up uh, before this episode drops because Peter's going to be on vacation this coming week. Nice. Woohoo. So, Very nice. Any particular yeah. vacation plans? or? Yeah. Stay home. Enjoy my hobbies. Don't go to work. Okay, I mean, stay home and play FTL is a perfectly valid answer. Yeah, it's just, well, you know. no, <laughs> well, not just FTL. I'm also planning on doing some of the networking stuff. FTL is probably mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that reminds me. We mentioned it, or you guys mentioned it in the last episode. But if uh, those of you who listen and or play a lot of Steam games, we just started a Steam group. Ah, uh, yes. Just do a quick Sweet search it. for Saving the Game. You'll find us. Please go ahead and join. We'd love to play various games with you guys, and that'll encourage me to buy games that don't have me sitting at my computer alone and in the dark. Civ Five. Brandon's going to rope me into getting Civ Five here eventually. Um, <laughs> I, I loved all the other Civ games. I loved Alpha Centauri, but I just. I haven't felt like I could justify Civ Five yet, so there you are. Um, it's Civ Five. That's justification. Anyway, <laughs> dude, I'm I'm scrounging up diaper money here. All right, come on. Okay, all right. I, I understand. It does have an infant. I mean, yeah. it's you know. <clears throat> um, but speaking this of is gonna scrounging, be, this is going to be your excuse for everything for the next eighteen years, and then you're going to run out of that particular one unless you have more children. No, I'm not. I'm going to be paying for college. <laughs> oh yeah, that's well. Well, no, 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 no. Are you kidding? I know you and your wife, through the internet at least, you're both brilliant. She's going to have a full ride from scholarships. <laughs> All right. Anyway. But anyway, I understand the whole scraping together. I, I've recently been scraping together to buy some audiobooks. Uh, I've been roped into a new audiobook series yeah. that pulls on me hard and pulls on me fast. Uh, it's called The Iron Druid Chronicles. Mm-hmm. It's... Basically, a mixture of uh, uh, Shadow Magic and Dresden Files, hmm. which I'm like, oh, so instead of being a wisecracking uh, wizard from Chicago, it's a wisecracking uh, druid in Arizona. I can dig it. All right. Yep. That All works. I can say is, uh, in the second book, he has just had a run-in with um, uh, the Virgin Mary. Like, all the other deities and stuff are a part of the world. And hmm. Thanks. So. Interesting. Well, you have to, once you get through it, uh, you'll have to tell us how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, speaking of money, I did have one thing to say. Um, regular listeners may have heard us plugging uh, our fundraiser that we did. The final numbers for our podcast, Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, and Narrative Control, uh, which were the three RPG podcasts doing charity pushes for the Christmas season. Uh, we raised $210. Narrative Control raised, I think, $40. Uh, they may have had a last donation uh, af- after I checked. Uh, so it, they might have gotten a little more than that in, but I, I know they had at least $40. And Happy Jacks managed to raise $500. So all told, that was $750 for three pod- from three different podcasts doing plugging various different charities on their episodes. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. So just wanted to give some final numbers there. Uh, and Happy Jacks, you guys, good job. You yeah, beat us good. handily. <laughs> um, next yeah. year. Yeah, you thrashed us soundly this time, says. But right. uh, Just don't worry. Next year I'll make sure we DDoS their site or something. So they do that. They have good forums, too. So yeah, it's like, Let's not win by cheating. That's not very Christian. Hey, yeah. but it's very Fear the Boots, and he's 2012. 
Yes, but we're not a Fear the Boot affiliated podcast as much as we like them, talk about them, and have had one of their hosts on. And get all of our <laughs> listeners from them and... Oh, wait. Hold on. Um, <laughs> yeah. The um, only reason why we're not is is because uh, we talk about religion and that's not allowed on their forums. Let's just yeah. be honest about this. <laughs> Pretty much. We're the rebels, man. <laughs> we like to think of ourselves as a, I don't know, spinoff? Yeah, I think spinoff is probably good. You know? I like to think of us as, as the rebels out there. We'll talk about the hard facts, yo. Spinoff it is. Right. <laughs> Moving this on. This is very disturbing. It really is. Okay. Um, let's kind of go ahead and get started with the actual episode here. If only yeah, to keep Brandon from embarrassing himself further with gang signs. Um, <laughs> so for those of you who might not have listened to previous episodes, first of all, welcome. Um, secondly... This episode's a little bit different than some of our other episodes. We have an ongoing series that we're doing uh, called our Virtues and Vices series, where we're talking about the seven deadly sins and the seven heavenly virtues, which are uh, the two kind of counterpart sins and virtues here. Every few episodes, we talk about one of the the seven deadly sins and then its counterpart virtue. Uh, And today we're talking about... Gluttony, which is, I think, one of maybe the most misunderstood of the seven deadly sins, or maybe probably yeah, one of the ones that's been most heavily redefined. One of the most under understood, maybe, would be a good way of. If it's not the most understood, then it's definitely second to sloth. Yeah, which is the only other one that yeah. Yeah, those two. I, I think people don't think about them as much, and th- there's a lot of complexity there that isn't isn't in kind of the, the popular imagination about those particular sins. Um, before we get into that too much, though, we have uh, a few pieces of scripture we wanted to read to people. Um, so who wants to start with our first one? We actually have three this week. I'll, take the I'll try to start one. with the first one. Yep. Okay, Brandon, you can have it, and I'll take the second one from Luke. All right. It's about food, so I like it. Genesis 25, verse 30 to 34. Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me with that uh, same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, Look, I am about to die, so what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, Swear to me... As of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank, arose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. The second one is from Luke 7, verses 31 through 35. And the Lord said, To what then shall I liken the men of this generation, and what are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another, saying, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We mourned to you, and you did not weep. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say, He has a demon. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, Look, a glutton and a wine-biber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is justified by all her children." And our third piece of scripture is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 14 to 17. 
Pursue peace with all people, and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. So, gluttony is, like we said earlier, one of those seven deadly sins that has been grossly redefined or defined downward. Most commonly, uh, you think of gluttony as being defined as simply eating too much. Or maybe even just eating too rich of food or something. You know, eating right. only junk food or you know, subsisting on a diet of pie. Right. Your gluttony has to make your stomach hurt. But that's really only one small part of gluttony. St. Thomas Aquinas actually described gluttony this way, and I, I think this is a, a useful definition, if perhaps a little obtuse. Gluttony denotes not any desire of eating and drinking, but in an inordinate desire, leaving the order of reason wherein the good of moral virtue consists. Or, in other words, gluttony is consumption without necessity. Uh, it's not only about eating, it's consumption of anything, really, but... Uh, Eating is kind of the quintessential form of consumption that humans partake of. So buying a Hummer instead of buying, let's say, a small economy car is a form of gluttony. Sure. Depends on whether you need it to carry around, yeah. you know, freight or lots of people or you need to go off-road or something. I mean, it's, let it's me about rephrase. Necessity. Buying a Hummer for show is a form yes. of gluttony, yeah, except well, when it's pride. Yeah, and gluttony is, I think, one of those that overlaps. These sins, we, we for this series, we tend to kind of talk about them in isolation. Uh, they're often the same sinful act stems from a couple of these. Uh, Brandon, you're right, it may very well be gluttonous consumption, both, you know, initially and, you know, as it burns its uh, 12 gallons to the mile or whatever it gets, you know, as it takes lots of money to care for that expensive car that could be used elsewhere and that sort of thing. So, Grant, while you were um, doing research for this episode, you found uh, this uh, breakdown by uh, Father Joseph Rickleby that um, kind of broke gluttony into plain English as too soon, too expensively, too much, too eagerly too daintily. Right. Uh, which are kind of an English simplification and translation of St. Thomas's categories. I, I can kind of understand most of the other ones except for too daintily. Daintily is one of, one of the ones that's really subtle. C.S. Lewis actually defined it pretty well. Um, or at least kind of indicated to me why it's a sin. Think about somebody who goes to a restaurant and orders something that's not on the menu, uh, only eats a small part of it, um, demands, you know, has special demands for the waiter and the chef and all that sort of thing. Burdening the people who prepare the food for you unnecessarily. Um, they're wasting food. They're wasting the effort in, prepare, in preparing the food. That food could very well have gone elsewhere. Gluttony in a surprisingly enough, is about 
waste? Where could that food or money or time have gone? Um, I does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, in, <laughs> in fact, it might almost be better um, for the purposes of this discussion to define gluttony as wastefulness. It is to a certain degree. Yeah, well, it's either overconsumption or wastefulness is what gluttony is because we're not not saying that the the person who sits down and eats everything at this huge banquet table is not a glutton right what is being said is that the person who um uh, has that banquet table the same way and makes sure everyone performs it and then throws the rest of that food out because well uh everyone only ate it one or two bites and that's what they were yeah, that, about. that's a sort of gluttony as well. Again, it's consumption. You know, it, it, gluttony is specifically all about consuming things uh, in particular sinful ways. And I do want to stress that not all consumption is sinful. It's not, you know, I mean, we eat to live. Um, it, it's, it's a sin of excess in many ways. Maybe that's the best way to define it. I, I, I would almost say that, like, part of uh, gluttony is it's not what you need to consume to live. It's when you live to consume. That's, yeah, that's, that's a, I think, a big part of it. That's definitely one of the states that you have certainly fallen into gluttony. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good sign. Um, let, let me kind of run through some examples of these. The, the too soon, too expensively, too much, too eagerly, too daintily. And if you guys have better examples, please let me know. These are just ones I came up with off the top of my head. Too soon is actually the one that confuses me the most, so I kind of want to start with that. Eating too soon, before mealtimes, snacking, basically, it kind of sounds ridiculous to us these days, Um, but, Brandon, what you were saying about being consumed by consuming things, you know that guy who's constantly snacking? He's always thinking about food, he's always taking time to eat food. He's kind of causing a mess somewhere. You know, he doesn't need to snack. It's just that's what he's always doing. You know, if you think about all the the money that that's consuming and all the time he's spending eating, that's where that too soon comes in for gluttony. Um now, this is not, I know there are a lot of dietitians and the like who say, you know, you need uh, a midday snack to help cut down on eating a large meal later and keep your energy up through the, all, the day. I'm not talking about that sort of snacking, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're also, pro- uh, you're also probably not talking about me having a bag of sunflower seeds right here. And as I'm doing something else, I grab a handful, I eat them as I do other things. Eh, probably not. Again, maybe. Is that something that you really need, you know, to get through the day and keep your energy up and be productive, you know, is is it a necessity? Like, I know for me, um, I could probably give up a lot of the caffeine and soda I drink through the week. Um, you know, is, is it necessary? How much time do I spend at, might, at work or It might not be necessary, home? but if you do manage to cut back on the caffeine, you'll feel much better on the far side of it. That t- that's true, too. I can tell you that from personal experience. Yeah. I haven't cut it out completely, but I yeah. used to be like constantly caffeinated, and I'd be like yawning and slapping myself to stay awake. And Sure. Um, too expensively, this one I think is more obvious. 
Yeah, if you're always eating at a five-star restaurant instead of just, you know, cooking meals at home or even just eating out all the time instead of, you know, a little bit more humble fare. Um, like Brandon said, if you have no need for a larger vehicle, driving one just because it's a status symbol or because, you know. Or because, well, surely I deserve, you know, to eat at these nice places given how much money I make or something like that. Or just you've developed, you can't eat cheaply anymore because your palate has reached so this rarefied. point where it's just, oh, no, I, I can't eat that. Uh, that's a, a, oh, I think is, a pretty obvious. This is saying that snobbery is a sin, in almost a, a, a way. Well, sure, uh, snobbery is certainly a form of pride, and one that I'm particularly guilty of in a lot of ways. <laughs> Too much, I think, is probably the the quintessential form of gluttony. Like we've said again, uh, you're eating too much. That's food and money that could very well have gone to charities or the poor or just not been spent in your budget there and put towards yeah, more savings, important things. Um, debt repayment, uh, home repairs, you know. Right. Or even money that you've just spelt on, spent on gratifying yourself that you could have spent, you know, out with your significant other or right. friends or something and achieve some fellowship while you were at it. Or, exactly. Um, too eagerly? Uh, this, this is kind of like the um, can't walk past food without having some or can't walk past, you know, free swag that you don't even want at a convention without grabbing it. Yeah. Uh, Being too eager to eat, first of all, it makes overeating easier. That's just kind of a biological thing. Uh, if you, you know, if you were like just grabbing the food and eating it as quickly as you can, you will end up eating more because your body doesn't have enough time to send those hunger signals. Um, but eagerness for food you give up too much for it. That's that was Esau's sin of gluttony. He was eager for food, you know, saying, "Oh, I'm famished. I will give up my the birthright of my father for that bowl of soup." That was Esau's sin. You you give up too much and do other sinful things for food. Uh and then eating too daintily, we've talked about uh, just, you know, being a real burden on other people uh, when you eat uh, or being wasteful of food. Yeah, um, and this is this is one of those places where I can I can give you a an example that I myself have been guilty of on occasion where gluttony doesn't necessarily have to do anything with food. Mm-hmm. So I am looking at uh, this wonderful website called Wasted on Steam where it tells you all kinds of interesting statistics about your Steam profile. Mm-hmm. And according to this, I currently have 467 games in my library, not including DLC. Since I started my Steam account, which was right when it existed, so that's, you know, several years ago, and I at least have that to look back on, but 2,498.7 hours total played. Um, yeah. So I have at points been... A little bit gluttonous in that, to yeah. say the least. Well, if you also want to talk about in non-food and consuming gluttony, you just probably, I would say, and this might also get into a little bit of sloth, might have to just look at most MMO people, especially the whole idea of people who play World of Warcraft who sit in front of their computers nine, ten hours a day, and that's all they do. And that's something that 
I know I have been guilty of in the past when I was a college student and everything like that. Is that gluttony or is that sloth? Like, I think it could kind of go with, like... I, I kind of get what you're you're getting towards. It's that that too soon, too eagerly sort of consumption where you're just doing it all the time. You can't, you don't want to get away from it. You know, you're, you're spending money on that and spending time on that that could be spent on other more productive things. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Brandon. I, I, think, I, I think it is probably a, a little bit of both, but there's definitely some gluttonous aspects to that. All right, so so far, what we've covered with gluttony is that it doesn't necessarily have to be about the physical consumption of a resource, and it might, or it's about the physical consumption of a resource, be it um, uh, more importantly a physical one like money, and less about the consumption of time or things like that. Yeah, well, I, I think time factors in. But yeah, it's consumption of some resource, whether that be time or money or uh, something something else. Uh, Time and money are sort of the two we tend to live by, honestly. And food. Well, yeah, which, at least for us, is, because we're not farmers, is money. Peter, you you had a good analogy here regarding water. So kind of to compare whatever you're being gluttonous with to water. Um, So if you've got a glass of water, that'll quench your thirst. A bucket of water is useful for washing your hands in. Mm -hmm. A swimming pool of water is nice to swim in. Drop somebody in the middle of an ocean and they'll drown and never be found. Right. And I, I think you're starting to get into danger when you get to the swimming pool level with whatever it is, and you've definitely gone too far when it's the ocean. Yeah. That you now those are hard to quantify for any given thing, but it it's it's a useful thing to keep in mind. Yeah. I'll tell you another one that I'm bad about. For a long while there and I still do it some at work and just at home, I just insist on listening to music or a podcast or a YouTube video or something just everywhere. I go, or while I'm doing everything, instead of interacting with, you know, my wife or co-workers or something, I, I want to have something going in the background. Um, I'm consuming that instead of spending time either being productive at work, you know, because, you know, changing stations and finding a song I want to listen to and all that, that's a lot of time wasted, or, you know, at home... I should probably be talking with my wife and playing with my kid and doing things around the house instead of listening to music. That's one I'm really bad about. Well, and it's, Im- it's important to note that not all time taken for yourself to relax or to, um, especially since we're all, well, Grant and I are introverts. Brandon, I think you're probably more on the extroverted side of things, but... It, th- it really goes back and forth for me. Mm-hmm. Like So you're an ambivert. Here... It, 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 it's it's weird because here I'm extroverted because I know you guys put me in another situation and I am way more introverted. That's fair. At any rate, um, you don't necessarily need to be a complete ascetic in order to avoid gluttony. No, I, I think there's I think there's a nice um, margin in the center where it's like 
you know, God does not expect us to be constantly miserable and hyper efficient in every aspect of our lives. Yeah, yeah. and that's but, that's important, I think. Well, Peter, what you said is that there, there's a middle ground, and of course there is. That middle ground is called moderation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's about no, I don't have to have five pieces of cake. I'm okay with half a slice or, or one slice. Yeah. Yeah, or no, I don't have to eat the entire thing of this Haagen-Dazs ice cream, right. which is the hardest thing in the world. Because <laughs> it, it tastes so delicious, and you just keep going, and then there's none left, and you go, but I I told myself. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Trust me, I, I'm that way with the apple pie that my wife makes. It's it's amazing. Yeah, I, th- I think this is important, though. We, we've talked a lot about you know, what gluttony is. I think we need to point out and reiterate here that not all consumption is gluttony. And not even all pleasurable consumption is gluttony. Right, right. I mean, we have to consume things, first of all, to live. It's just, that's the way of it. Um, but enjoying things is not necessarily gluttony either. In fact, actually, if you are consuming at a slow enough rate where you are able to enjoy what you're consuming, yeah, it's it's likely, not guaranteed, but it's likely that you haven't reached the level of gluttony at sure. that point. Sure. Yeah. Like, like what I would say is going out and having a beer with your friends. Right. A beer, which you drink, maybe you get a second one, and then you take a taxi home or something like that. Sure. That's probably not gluttony. No, that's... Getting that's, totally smashed... At a kegger is definitely gluttony. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I think, a, gr- a great example there. Um, yeah. And it's, again, it's what purpose does the meal serve? Is the meal just all about consumption? Uh, or is it, you know, a nice meal out with a date or an anniversary dinner with your spouse or something? It's more expensive, but, you know, wooing, uh, wooing someone to try and be your spouse or maintaining your relationship with your spouse is certainly important you know yeah. sp- you know, spending money on that is not glad because the point is not the meal the point is hey i've got this great time with someone i'm really interested in or you know brandon like you said spending time with friends as opposed to the point being hey let's drink and get drunk um even though you know the nice meal may be more expensive than let's go to the fast food burger place down the the road you know it serves another purpose um cooking healthy food for yourself and for others that that's more expensive probably than a lot of other options but maintaining their health that i don't think is terribly gluttonous well and even having a celebratory dinner because something great happened and you want to mark the occasion yeah i actually i have a really cool story about that a month or two ago i was at my wife's church she's a, a southern baptist and we're at her church and this guy comes up and the pastor's like so um your brother abraham here has uh, something special that he wanted to to tell everybody, and this guy gets up and he's got some sort of Caribbean accent. I couldn't quite place. I think it was Caribbean. I'm, I'm terrible with accents. Um, 
wasn't quite Jamaican, but somewhat similar. And um, he gets up, and he just kind of started telling us about... He was looking for a job, because his, his current job, he works as a chef, and his current job, uh, his employer was lying about him, trying to get him fired, etc. So he was looking for another job, and was praying every night to get a, another job, get promoted uh, to some other position. And finally, you know, finally one day said, you know, Lord, if, this job I've just applied for, if I get that job, I will cook a meal everybody at this church. I will do it. I will pay for it. I will do all of that for this church. And the next day, he gets a call. Hey, you got the job. So he was, you know, he got a round of applause for that, um, which was, you know, it was just one of those fun little moments. But he basically cooked, you know, he's true to his word, he cooked this really good meal for an entire congregation out of pocket. Wow. I don't know how if the church chipped in for some of it or what, um, but a lot of it came from him. I, you know, I know for a fact a lot of it came from him. And I don't consider that gluttony or everybody eating the meal. You know, no, I would, because I would it's say this, that's probably uh, humility. Um, diligence, you know, it's... And it's a celebratory sort of fellowship. You know, everybody rejoicing in this man's faith and good fortune um, and just enjoying that moment. Um, you know, I, there's, I don't think there's any part of that that's gluttonous. It's just, it, you know, it's a cool story and it, that's kind of, the, I think, a great example of consumption and spending a lot not being gluttony. That's a really good example. So we've kind of hammered the living daylights out of uh, how we want to define this. Yeah. How do we use this in games? Because we're also a gaming podcast. Yes. What? (laughs) (laughs) You know, with greed, I had a lot to suggest about how to use it in game. With gluttony, I really couldn't come up with much more than variations on the theme of villainy. Well, like, what is more disgusting than the fat man who's eating it, like, takes one bite of a chicken leg and throws and gnaws at it voraciously, yeah. then throws it over his shoulder oh, sure. on the ground? Yeah. Gluttony is a button in our uh, in our mental psyche that when you push it, lets you know that guy is a jerk. It's a kick the dog moment. Mm-hmm. It's something you see someone doing and then you hate them for it because it's it's like well you're being wasteful. I wanted to eat that, like, <laughs> and it's 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 almost it almost makes us hate them because we want to be them and we kind of feel it in the same way, or at least we we understand that this is something that could go on and do something so much better, but now it's lying on the ground. Yeah. And it's useless. Absolutely. It's a great way to indicate this guy, he's bad. He's And it's a certain particular kind of badness that's very self-consuming. You know, it's, it's, it's all about consumption. There's other sorts of villainy out there, but this is just a, a, you know, a greedy, grabbing, consuming sort of person. I mean, the, the word gluttonous just has you know, this... Oliginous overtone to it, and you just kind of go, Ugh. 
I think one of the greatest examples of um, gluttony that kind of shows up in the natural world that you can use uh, for villains is what happens when locusts go through. Mm-hmm. Everything is just totally stripped. Oh yeah, you know you you know it, it's um, all the crops are devoured, all the trees are stripped of leaves. It's just a barren wasteland after this this horde of locusts goes through, and you can use the same kind of thing with your villainous organization. You know, they roll through an area, they yeah. clear cut all the forest, they mine out everything, you know, they they take all the crops out of everybody's fields and they move on. And they burn whatever they don't use themselves. Yeah, you have a a nobility that's, you know, fat and sleek and jewel encrusted and a, a starving population. It's a good way to say okay, it's you have these this gluttonous society that's eating everything it's got. Yeah, and they have they have no they have no food stores or anything like that. They just, you know, rip through everything. Yeah. Um the one thing I did think about um that wasn't just, you know, hey, th- these people, they're they're villains. I have never seen a gluttonous player character treat gluttony as a flaw. You know, you have the barbarian who, you know, goes through and eats the, the tavern out of all of its food or something like that. No, it's great. No, it's always a joke. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's always it's always funny. Look how much he eats. He's, you know, big, strong, whatever. I've never seen a character designed... To make that seem creepy in some way? Yeah, with any sort of gluttony as a flaw. I don't think I've ever even seen a character made or played in any of my games ever where a character even had a taste for nice things that was a problem. Hmm. Just any sort of gluttony. You know, come to think of it, I don't think I ever have either. Except for maybe the uh, the typical D&D party's voracious appetite for magic stuff. Far and above what they need. Yeah, but even like a rogue, the typically avaricious... Play, you know, character never, never consumes. You know, they may be greedy. They may have a hoard of money or something like that, but they never consume outlandishly in any way. It's kind of like that uh, quote from uh, Parker in um, uh, Leverage: "I don't like stuff. I like money. Money. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I've not seen Leverage, but that's a great quote. Yeah, that's that's a good example of you know." Uh, greed versus gluttony defines that distinction very well. It, actually, it, yeah, it's it's odd because like I love Parker, I, I I love her so much, and it was just odd that I just realized, wow, that that really is greed. And I know we we did greed like my first episode and everything like that, and it was it was just odd that I'm thinking about th- that made her more likable as a person for me, mm-hmm. and I don't know how that pulled it off, but it, I guess because they made it a quirky little joke thing that was happened is, oh, look, she has this money and she doesn't spend it. Like, right. Well, and the actress is really good at portraying the character, and she's weird in lots of other endearing ways. And But no, it's actually the same sort of thing. Like, you know, I was talking about, you know, oh, it's the barbarian who eats all the food. Ho, 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 isn't he funny? Why is that funny? Yeah, it's like, maybe that's not so funny. That's, yeah. Maybe that's a little creepy. Yeah, and, and you know, maybe... It's okay to play play it as kind of a, a light-hearted flaw, but it it is a flaw. 
You know, it's a, it's a character flaw that theoretically should be addressed, or at least taken into account when you're playing a character. And I do think gluttony is would be a really interesting flaw to take, because I don't know that... It, it would almost, by definition, make your character really stand out, because it just doesn't come up very much. And again, the, that list of the five different yeah, categories of You know of what gluttony. else comes to mind? Hmm. Using, uh, th- this is especially applicable to like a D&D style system, but using limited use, expensive equipment or items when you have a character ability that can accomplish the same thing as well or better because you don't want to tap yourself out. Sure, yeah. That's, that's, because part of me is thinking now about all my other characters, because uh, as, as we've, we've only gotten one uh, session into uh, Peter's game, which makes me sad and cry on the inside, and on the outside as well. Next week, I promise. But, yeah, we, we should be okay for next week. I'm on vacation, you know. Okay. I am unlikely right. to have to work 14 hours a day. All right, we have it recorded, so let's let's keep it that way. But anyway, like as you as you Peter saw, I have a pretty extensive equipment list that has a whole bunch of stuff on it, and it's so because I was planning for a whole bunch of different things that my character might or might not have, and it's odd because this is one of the few times I'm actually playing a paladin. You, a lot of times. I'm playing something like a bard or a rogue, so we'll have, like, of that huge item list, it won't be, like, there'll be a whole bunch of really, really useful and utility things, but instead of all that, it'll also have things like a jug of ale and, like, all this other stuff. And part of me is thinking is, have I been playing characters who who have, like, I, I might have had a character that had the, like, the little flaw of gluttony in him, in him a little bit, like, and, like, mixed with greed, because I know I've had a, played a character where he would, like, have this jug of ale that he would be drinking with, and he'd, you know, go around and do things and always wanted to ride in a cart and not on a horse, and that was partially because he wanted to be with his things and wanted to consume and everything like that. Yeah. But it could be. Hmm. I mean, from what you're describing, yeah, it's a at least a mildly mild form of gluttony there, where he's always, like you said, he's always eating. You know, eating too soon and too eagerly, and always, always spending money, make just making sure. Oh no, I've I've got something for every occasion instead of. All right. Well, I need this. It's like the guy who goes out and buys tools for every conceivable situation, just you know, to to have them on hand and have a have a garage full of tools in case he needs something. Instead of, well, this problem came up. Time to go buy a tool that fixes that, or borrow a tool from somebody I know who has it. We're getting one of these. So you just buy one tool and you have a whole bunch. I'm holding up a multi-tool. Well, sure, but I'm thinking of, like, you know, hey, I need a, a pipe cutter or uh, a miter saw or, you know, bigger tools. Then again, I just remodeled a house, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the, the scope of tools from Leatherman to, you know, shop vac is a little different. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, Brandon, I think you're right. That I hadn't thought of that, but the big, the big extensive equipment list 
it might be an initial sort of gluttony. Like it's it's funny. Have you ever? You're the first person I've I've heard of to describe a character who does more than start off with that big extensive equipment list. Every game I've played in where we've had equipment lists at all, it's been all right. I have this huge list of stuff, and then it never comes up, and nobody... it's just the adventurer's tactical vest, basically. Yeah, kinda, and it's just it never comes up. Then again, we don't play, you know the really hardcore dungeon crawls where a piece of chalk is critical, so... Right. And as long as I'm the GM, you never will, because that sounds unpleasant to me. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I I bring it also in because I like to be able to roleplay with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I enjoyed the fact that I, I was able to say when we, were, when we were in the little cave snowed in, that I've got a deck of playing cards. Yeah. And a board that can play, like, a whole bunch of different games, because I just... Uh, paid a lot of extra money for basically multi-purpose pieces that could probably function as like five different. I games. just thought the uh, recursive meta thing of you playing a game or in a role-playing game was amusing. Whittle some dice, write up some character sheets, and uh, start a whole new game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. sure the guy All who's right. you know who's recovering from hypothermia will be totally down for role-playing while he's uh, dealing with Listen, that. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> he's good. <laughs> Hey, but like, like I said, like I said, it seemed like everyone, everyone there loved me except yeah. for and listen, I'll the tell one you, guy. out of character, that was actually some really fun role playing. Like it was great character development. It was a lot of fun. But you're, it, yeah, it's interesting in character. It's an interesting question about that character. Um, I don't know. I do think it's an interesting personality flaw, especially if you consciously say, "I want this character to be gluttonous" and have that as a flaw to try and overcome. I think D&D-like games in particular where you're tracking income and explicit expenditures lends itself better to that rather than, I don't know, Fate or other games where it's like, well, what's your money stat? Yeah, Storyteller where you've just got, you know, one, two, three, four, or five dots in wealth. Right, Um, even Rogue Trader, you know, your groups... Nobody in Rogue Trader campaign keeps track of their own money, the entire group has a profit factor rating that they roll against to see if they can afford stuff. Um, And, I don't know, Rogue Trader, you might be able to always be pushing for best quality stuff instead of stuff you are likely to be able to actually get. That's, I don't know, it's a system-specific peculiarity. You know something else that just popped into my mind that could possibly be a form of gluttony smoking mm. well any drug use it's it's con- yeah that's true it's it's consumption um it's not benefiting you in fact it's hurting you it's using up uh resources time and your lifespan yeah and i'll tell you smoking is expensive i have never smoked i have a lot of friends who who have for various periods of time or who still do and they spend a lot of money oh on yeah cigarettes it's expensive, repulsive, and deadly. Why would you start? But, yeah, it's... There's people who... Because it looks cool on the back of your motorcycle. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I will actually give you that one, but... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, can you guys think of anything else that would be a use for gluttony in-game? Because, like I said, I couldn't come up with a lot... Well, drug use is probably a, a good one if you're going to run kind of a darker or grittier game. That's a definitely 
kind of a disturbing take on gluttony. It's probably the one that, like, it, it goes against the whole rule of people don't use gluttony as a vice. Because that's true. I know I've played people who have been alcoholics. And that's the one, it's basically, it's like, yeah, you're addicted. You want to get out of this. Yeah, I know, like, um, a lot of sci-fi games especially have addicted as a flaw that you can take in character creation. I'm thinking of, like, Shadowrun, but there are others. I think the various different uh, World of Darkness books had something similar as a, a flaw you could take. It's it's especially interesting as a flaw in games where the thing that somebody is addicted to is like psionic drugs or something. Yeah, something where rare. if they if they take it, they get superpowers for a while, and if they don't take it, they're non-functional and miserable and like jonesing for their next fix. And sure, so the the, the whole idea of this like psionic drugs brought the idea of Repo the Genetic Opera mm-hmm. and stuff like that into my mind, which. I haven't watched, I don't think I want to watch, but I know that it was this whole thing about people are basically dependent on this drug Zytrate, or else their things will, their organs will be rejected. Right. Is is that a sort of gluttony, or, like... Um, I don't know that... I think that's greed on the part of the people who are selling it or something. Yeah, I, I think that's more of it. I think in that case, I would call the people who are being forced to pay lots of money in order to keep their organs, I'd call them victims. Yeah. And I won't mention Deus Ex Human Revolution because spoilers. <laughs> lots of spoilers because I think that's most of the plot. Oh, there's some other plot in there, but oh, yeah. yeah. But it Okay, it's one of the... Actually, it's not that spoilery. It's one of the initial things that comes up in the game. Yeah. I remember, like, I've only played a little bit of it, but I already see it going that way. And also, like, but, and also this is getting into, I think, probably goes more into vanity now that I think about it, both in Deus Ex and in, uh, Repo. Because it kept saying that it was, it was surgery as cosmetic, you know, or, or as, as the newest fad or things Mm -hmm. like that. Well, sure. I mean, cosmetic surgery is, (laughs) that is a classic case of, consumption. Now, some of that, I, I think, is vanity and pride. It kind of depends. And again, we're not, I'm not talking about, like, reconstructive surgery. Yeah. <laughs> surgery for purely cosmetic purposes. It's it's pride and a, a excessive consumption. But I just thought of maybe the quintessential monster based on consumption. Vampires. Yeah. All, all about consuming that they are they are a hunger or a thirst i mean that's it's defined as a thirst for blood and they are driven by that see and my my thought for the classic example of a gluttonous monster is a gelatinous cube but <laughs> eh, those are pipe all it does is eat all it does is eat it all eats anything but it's... that's in front of it and it won't stop no matter how much it consumes. In fairness, that's a lot of animals. Yeah, that's that's unintelligent beings. Yeah. You, you can't sin if you're unintelligent, which is also kind of why I, I, while you brought up locust, I'm like, well, all animals do that. If you put a, um, uh, like, if you put a gnawed-off chicken piece into a pack of rabid dogs, a lot of the times they'll eat that thing until there's nothing left. Yeah. Bones and all. Whereas we'll have, like, scraps of meat left on it. 
Like, I, I remember a story talking about, like, how they were trying to figure... It was a children's story about how they were trying to figure out who was eating all these cherries from the cherry tree. Mm-hmm. And this guy picked up one of them and he said, what's this? It's like, there's a bit of flesh still on it. And he knows this is a person. Because no animal would leave this bit of flesh on yeah. cherries. They would eat them. Yeah, that that's a good way to distinguish between something humans do and something... It's just a force of nature. Yeah, some monstrous or animal force would do. Is there much else that you can do with gluttony? I mean, you might be able to use it as a weakness, but that, you know, a way to get leverage over somebody. You know what? I'll say this. Listeners, since we're coming up a little dry on this, if you can think of any good uses for gluttony, please comment on the show notes or in our Google Plus community. Yeah, this would be a great thing to have a conversation about, because we're a little dry on this one. Mm-hmm. Hey, even if you can't, please comment on our Google Plus and comment section. Yeah, yeah. And- yeah but, but if you have comments about this, you know, please, like, extra double special triple reverse comment. Yes, I, I would be really interested, especially if you've used this yourself in-game. I would really oh, be yeah. interested in that. I would love examples. The one thing, I, the, the one other thing that um, I, I was just reminded of, the second bit of scripture uh, from Luke chapter 7, uh, for John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say, he has a demon. The son of man has come eating and drinking, and you say, look, a glutton and a winebiber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Um, having your player characters accused of gluttony or gluttonous behavior is, an, I think, maybe an interesting way to to mess with them and their reputations without being too heavy-handed about it. Uh, you know, you take some player character activities out of context, give them a bad reputation, and or maybe a well-deserved reputation. Um, well, and it's one of those things where you can do it where it creates a little bit of ill will, but doesn't necessarily get a torches and pitchfork mob after them. Right. It's not, you know, hey, you're going around murdering people or something like that. It's, you know... Or stealing, yeah, or... Yeah, it's, just, it's you a know. bad reputation. Oh, it's it's you guys. Anyway, um, I think we've we've hit the bottom of... Well, I think I, I have one right now going off the whole idea of the accused of gluttony thing. Mm-hmm. It, it, it could be a situation where, so it's just sort of an after the party comes out, out of their adventure, they go to the tavern, and what do they do? Well, of course, they eat, they drink, and they be merry. Well, maybe they eat a little too much, they drink a little too much, and in the morning, like, the innkeeper's like, you basically ruined my inn. Like, I had to turn people away because of everything like that. And it, it's sort of like, do they... And he tries to get some more compensation out of them. Now, yeah. are they are they willing to you know pay for this little festival that they had, or are they gonna or are they gonna say no? We've we've and say and I tell them everything that you've already paid fair market value. This is this guy. Do you think this guy's just shaking you down, or even if he is, are you still gonna pay him what yeah. he wants? And then something you said a little while back talking about drinking, you know, socially versus going to a kegger and getting wasted if you have a similar sort of thing happen hey you know you you made a huge scene i had to turn people away you wrecked my inn and you've drunk half my wine store or drunk or smashed it um 
it's going to cost me a good bit of gold to rebuild this. What are you going to do about it? Presenting that consequence of behavior, I think, would be an interesting way to, A, if necessary, bring your player characters and players up short a little bit and say, oh, whoa. Okay, and B just Did give what? You know? uh, and B give somebody something, you know, a, a nice quick moral dilemma. Okay, well, what do I do here? Um, or a very long moral dilemma. Yeah, it maybe. very well could be that this guy is like, well, you're going to if if you force them into working for this guy, that's a hook. No, like, sure. you know, it's like yeah. you, yeah, you you came back to town and like they were, they were like, all right, well. What are you gonna do? You know, you, you guys, you guys just got this huge treasure of gold, and it's gonna be like, and 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 what's what'll be great is if the guy just says, "I don't want your money. Your money can't solve this. There's no way you can pay me enough to make up for the loss of earnings that I've made by you guys. Like, you were the only one sleeping in here because there was no ale. Like, yeah, your dwarf, you know, laid down his coin purse." Then lifted my ale off of its my keg off of this thing and started downing the barrel of ale with everything sloshing on the floor. Yeah, I understand he paid for it, but like no one else got any. Yeah, you get a whole town angry at you. It'd be interesting. <laughs> Why is the rum always gone? Right. <laughs> um. Anyway, I th- I think that's I can't think of anything else. Can you guys? As far as in-game. Do we want to touch on this at um, outside of the game at the table a little bit? or Yes, I think so, because I think that may actually be more important. Okay. Because uh, we're talking about real people instead of, you know, characters. Fictional um, yeah. I, I don't have a ton to say about it, but I think being careful of gluttony at the gaming table is important. Um, snacks are kind of one of the big things for a lot of tables. You know what I think the I you know what I think one of the biggest considerations is mm-hmm. don't eat more than your fair share. Yeah, that that may very well be the biggest one. Don't be the guy hogging all the chips or uh if somebody has cooked dinner or ordered dinner for everybody, you know, leave plenty for everyone else if they, you know, leave plenty for them to, you know, your host is leftovers, that sort of thing. Just again, don't Overconsume. I think that's important. If nothing else, you won't feel good, you know, if you're stuffed full of pizza and falling asleep at the table and not having fun. Yeah, emotionally or physically. Yeah, and, and by the same token, that eating too daintily form of gluttony. If somebody's cooked dinner for you, have some. Have some. <laughs> Be gracious about it. They've done. They've gone out of their way. Don't reject that hospitality. I, Again, I mean, unless, barring, like, like, they made crab dip and you're allergic to shellfish. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, listen, if, if there's allergies, listen, that's that's a different thing. Um, yeah. We're not, I'm not saying, you know, go to the hospital for your buddy, but... Yeah, your buddy's not going to be happy yeah, about that. It's not going to be good for anybody. Well, also, I want to say, it, it doesn't even have to go to the hospital. Like, I know it's something when I'm hanging out with friends, I'm Seventh-day Adventist, mm. one of the huge things about Seventh-day Adventism is you don't eat pork. Right. You don't eat shellfish at all. Not because you're allergic, but because it says not to. Right. So there have been times where people have made something, and I have to go, is there pork in it? And they'll say, I don't know. Or and So, so then I have to go, no. But like... Well, sure. If it's, but, but, that's not gluttony. It's more like, I can't eat this. Right. <laughs> yeah, but if it, if it is something avail- that you can eat, 
uh, either safely or you know if it meets your the dietary restrictions you've got and you know they've gone to that trouble don't reject it don't you know say oh well I'm just I'm going to go order this other thing and leave you with all this food that no one's going to eat be gracious of that or you know chip in you know if somebody's ordering pizza or chinese food or something help out with it don't put it all on them um i think the other big thing is you know i i'd mentioned music i think consuming other media during the gaming session and distracting yourself and other people that way is a a very subtle sort of gluttony that can really disturb a gaming table smartphones in particular or you know I'll tell you one of the big things for me that I always have to kind of slap my own hand on because I do almost all of my gaming these days via hangouts I'm in front of a laptop the internet's right there I I have to make a special effort to not distract myself and send you know YouTube links to other players and because it's it's tough it's right there just you you can't do that Oh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I've been watching a Yahtzee video this whole time. Like, <laughs> I was wondering. What are we talking about? I, are, are we on the next episode yet? That'd be awesome. Can we please get that far ahead? Can I get a stick and poke him through the internet somehow, Grant? <laughs> Is this possible? Can we make this happen? <laughs> you're, you're probably going to fix me with a shock collar. You're just going to press a button. Ah! <laughs> no, no, I want to poke you with a stick. I want to be old school about this. It could be a sharpened stick. We'll just get a little robot arm that just pokes you with a sharpened yeah, stick. We'll call it eye stick and sell it for four hundred dollars. Um, <laughs> you're absolutely right when you say that. It would but have I to also be want to say that there's right, there's yeah. one other way um, uh, that we're not talking about gaming uh, gluttony around the gaming table. That is something else people have to look out for, and that's gluttony of gaming. I would say. Oh yeah, like, oh, that's yeah. True, we we, we talked about that and. If 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 we're also going into the time efforts, then just spending too much time with this hobby, yeah, or spending too much money on it, that's true. Going out and buying another set of dice. I mean, I know they're pretty. I know every time I look at them, I press my face up against the glass, and I just go, "Oh." Sure. I mean, there's there's a shelf full of splat books that you're never going to use. Well, I, I got my paycheck. Time to go to the gaming store and buy another splat book or some other system that no one's ever going to play. I, yeah, there's <laughs> other uses for that money. Um, hey guys, I got Bards the Bardening. Right. <laughs> it, I know you guys hate me and my Bards, but I love this. Yeah. I, yeah that's a, a really good point. I think you're right. You know, Spending a lot of time gaming or doing things with games. Again, maybe this is kind of the, the too soon thing. You're doing other things throughout the day, like work or housework or spending time with your family, and instead you're making characters or reading up on your game or thinking about the game instead of doing what you're supposed to be doing right then. That's a very subtle sort of gaming gluttony. I think you're right. That's that's a good catch there, Peter. Um, Actually, that was Brandon that caught that one. Was it? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to plead exhaustion. I, dovetail- I dovetailed off of him, but he was the one who caught it. Okay. I'm, I'm that was a good catch there, Brandon. One. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> no respect. No respect. Anyway. No, I'm sorry. I, ugh, brain. Um, yeah. It's okay. I forgive you. 
good like that. You know what it is? Peter brought up that early on, I think actually in our very first episode when we were talking about some of the dangers of gaming. Peter, you brought that up as, you know, as something people can sort of get addicted to where it was oh, know, yeah. going and I you know, trying to talk talking that. friends down from buying another fifty dollar gaming book that you're never gonna use. I think that's what it was. I think that might have actually been all the way back in episode one. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's our, our very first episode when we were talking the R- our RPG's evil episode. Yeah. I should go back in and edit bits of this episode into that one. That wouldn't sound strange at all. Who's this other guy who keeps <laughs> coming in? What what is this? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Brandon. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm working on having like me re-editing all the old episodes that you guys did without me and just like putting my voice in there and then like you know get a grant sound box brilliant point he makes get a grant sound box that goes that's a brilliant idea Brandon that's uh, right Peter sound box that goes I love your ideas Brandon that would listen if, if you can clean up the audio on those episodes I will let you do it <laughs> I absolutely will. First couple of episodes, I had no idea what I was doing when I was editing them. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh man. much like any new podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Brandon Show now with a hundred percent more Brandon. <laughs> I actually, should probably redo episode one with you in it as well, Brandon. I don't know. If nothing else, we can get down for you know what two I think hours. that would be. You know what I think that would be good to do is come back around at episode 50 and revisit that one listen we're on episode 13 let's not plan that far ahead fair enough like 25 let's maybe I mean, you know <laughs> that that is Don't four worry. times we'll, as many episodes as we have so uh we'll record it now and we'll save it there we and go. then we'll just call it 50 perfect out of order numbering <laughs> what <laughs> it just stays at the top of our wordpress feed until it's done there you go Anyway, um, as you can tell, folks, I think we're done with this one. Um, yeah, I think we can wrap uh, here. I, I do want to hear other people's ideas about using gluttony in-game, and pro- also, honestly, things to look out for out of game. But in-game uses in particular, because I really felt like I was just sort of coming up with the obvious ones there. Brandon and Peter, you guys came up with a couple of clever things, and that's good, but I, I really feel like there's more there that could be done. And it's just, it's escaping me somehow. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This, I think, was pretty good, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm satisfied with this one. This was longer than I expected, but we always say that, so. Yeah, true. I don't know, there's, there's some subtleties to gluttony that I think, if nothing else, having it explained, I think, is helpful. And get, getting it on the radar uh, as something to to use as a flaw in games I think is it's it's important plus you know yeah. the, the actual you know gluttony at, at the table I think that's it's definitely important. something to be on guard for absolutely so eh, certainly not a wasted evening um well folks thanks for listening uh, yeah. and I'm hoping that next week will not be a wasted evening either no no Actually, get some gaming in. Roll some dice. Mm-hmm. That would sure be nice. Okay. Who knows? I think it's, it'll probably be my turn to go. Oh no! I can't do it because I fell off a cliff and broke leg. 
we, we do seem to be ramping up the reasons. Yeah, Brendan actually calls us as he's falling from the cliff. He's in midair. He calls us before <laughs> yeah. he hits the ground. Calls us, guys. So, guys, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. Leo, Leo, ground's approaching really, really fast. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the process of falling to severe injury, if not my death. I'll, I'll get back well, to you if I Well, judging by the fact this. that I've been able to make this call, I've probably reached terminal velocity. So. <laughs> what is that, that um, whistling sound? I've, I've been wondering. <laughs> just he's been falling this he's been falling this entire time <laughs> that's right all right good night folks <laughs> night folks take it easy and again i'm lost this has been a production of saving the game copyright 2013 this podcast may be redistributed under a creative commons non-commercial non-derivative license, provided that credit is given to savingthegamepodcast.org. Our music is by Ryan Humphrey. For past episodes, podcast news from our hosts, or to connect with us, visit our website at savingthegamepodcast.org. God bless, and happy gaming.